Hello, and welcome back to A New World, a 5th edition D&D campaign presented by Vitamin Dice. I am Valandal Man, and I will be your Dungeon Master for this session. I am joined by... Hello everyone, I am Caden Wise, returning once again to play Kyol and Unakai Zualti. Josh and I play Alig, your favorite dwarven ranger with his pet lizard. Hello, I'm Connor Mann, and I'm playing the small bean Elsie Wayward. Hello, I am Frankie, and I will be playing Bast Botros. Hello, I'm Phoenix, and I will be playing Dr. Belmore. In the last episode, we had some scenes. Keol finished the forge that he had been working on at the settlement of Madrigal. He repaired Elsie's bracelets that were given to him. Elsie had a flashback to her early life that was uh, a bit traumatic. Aelig asked Kiel at the forge if something could be made to hide him because he feels insecure with the current events regarding Impesca. Belmore did some culty shit and uh, was raising the undead. Fuck yeah. Bast talked to him, had a heart-to-heart. Bast also uh, revealed to Kiel and Unakai the mission that she's been given, uh, how she feels about it, and received some advice about that. Belmore and Bast. And then Bast went around and told everybody that we're headed to the capital city of the Uthmela because she said Madrigal needed them to learn about the culture. Everybody was able to uh, see through that, and they they know that's not really the reason, but they left anyway. On the way to Uthade, you trekked through some thick plants and got slashed up. You crossed over a river. You went through an area with some bacteria, and you ended up with this group of people because you chose the, the unsafe path at every turn. And that brings us to we, now. We're just skilled. We're just skilled like that. Just that good. We're just stupid different. I can do this all day. So if you remember last time, they said they were looking for their friend, and then they seemed interested when you talk- started talking about the fact that you were going to Uthade, and they were very appreciative when you told them what direction it's in. Sorry, my bad. And then, <laughs> you know, you went closer. Dumbasses. And- I'm included in that. Noticed that they seemed to be worshippers of Impesca. That's where the episode ended. So they got immediately on the defensive when Alec just summoned Gibby straight off the bat. And now that you've approached them, it is the time of words is far behind you. He is a baby dragon, to be fair. Yeah, he's a fucking, he's a dog-sized dragon. He's a dragon nonetheless. <laughs> he's, he's small-sized, right? I think he's... I, he's a no, newfie. I think he's small. You all are pretty close to these guys, and you can see that they're using good footwork. They're clearly trained to fight in formation. They got into this formation. They all have spears, like long spears. And so they're in formation with their spears. They're all holding them in two hands. They're uh, ready to attack you if you approach. So everybody roll initiative. All right, starting out, I'm going to add an ambush die to my initiative, making it a 23. Yeah, so Kiol is going first at initiative step 23. Woo! All right, for my turn, I'm going to take a free step to my left into these bushes over here. And for my first action, I'm going to cast Fairy Fire. They have to make a dexterity saving throw. All right, so number two and number five succeed. The other four fail, and so attack rolls against them have disadvantage. Appropriate that they're on the most outside. That's actually convenient. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. 
And then I'm going to take my other action and bonus action to fire twice with silence. All right. Who are you shooting? I'm going for guy number one. Number one. Is a 28 to hit? Yeah, that, that'll hit, if you can imagine. Great. All right. 2d6. Uh, it's not so great. I'm going to do a psionic strike also. <laughs> That's one point of psychic damage added onto that. He has taken damage. Yes. All right. Second attack. Better be good. That's a hit with a 27. Nice. Eight damage that time. Nice. And that'll end my turn. All right, G. So what I'm going to do, I am going to attack. Wait, dude, you were fucking ready. Number four with my bow. And as I attack, I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. With your bow. Nice. I get advantage, though. Good thing, 19, so it hit. All right. Takes eight piercing, and then I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. So it needs to make a deck save along with every creature within five feet of it. One, three, six, and two. One if they succeeded the save, and three if they failed. Yeah, that that uh, damaged almost everyone. And then for Gibby, he is That's going a good to spell. use his is going to move forward. He's also going to cast Witch Bolt on Native 2. He takes 6 lightning damage. Alright. Gibby just opens his mouth and starts spitting a stream of lightning. I guess they had a reason to be scared of the baby dragon. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, rightfully so, are afraid of a dragon. It may be a baby dragon, but it is still spitting lightning at them. That is my turn. Alright. Next is number one, who appears to be sort of the leader of the group. And he is going to use both of his actions, commanding his crew to move as a formation. Ooh. So, let's see. I'm gonna die. (laughs) They're all, the the whole formation is just gonna end up right here. That's one's whole turn. So we'll move to three. And... Three is going to move and attack, and what the move is going to be is just going to break formation to move here, and then attack Keol with a spear. Well, fuck. Stabby. Got a 20 versus your AC. Shield, motherfucker! Alright, I don't think they have extra attack, so yeah, the rest of his turn is to move back into formation. And then, next is Elsie. Oh, man. I'm going to go ahead and get into a defensive stance with my sword, similar to something I've seen Bast do. And I'm gonna take the dodge action. Okay. So do should I roll a check for that? Yeah. This is one of the this is the house rule we talked about. Normally the dodge action takes your whole turn. It's never really been addressed with the two action economy. We're gonna be trying for the dodge action. When you take it, you have to succeed or you have to make an acrobatics check, DC 15. If you fail, you get a plus one AC. If you succeed, you get the effects of dodge, which are all attacks against you have disadvantage. And if you do it successfully, you can't take reactions after that. Guidance! You've used your reaction already. Oh, that is correct. Fuck! That's right. Rip. My stance is not perfect. It's clear to our martial friends that Elsie has had training of some kind with a sword, although she's out of practice. Yeah. So I'm going to quick move up to uh, Nyasar Native 2. Okay. As you move forward into the formation, uh, you are going to get some opportunity attacks against you. Okay. One, four, and two are going to make a spear attack against you. Eight. 
17, 18. Two of those are hits. Elsie is fucking dead. Six points of piercing damage and six points of piercing damage. All right. Fuck. Man, I wish I... I wish I could reduce that. I have something for that. If only somebody nearby had, like... I know there's like a fighter technique where you're able to reduce somebody else's damage with your own reaction. Uh, there, yeah, there are some fighter abilities that let you just have stuff like that, but you usually have to be on an adjacent square. Elsie gets stabbed as she runs forward, and she grimaces, but it's sort of clear on her face that she doesn't really care. And I'm going to attack Nyasar Native 2. I hold my scimitar with two hands. It is a versatile weapon, right? I believe so, yeah. So I'm going to hold it two-handed and attack. Okay, yeah. I rolled just a one on the damage dice, so like essentially one of the spears misses you, the other two, you know, the edge just like cuts into your arm or something, but you're able to get him close pretty well, all things considered. All right, here we go. Yeah, that's a hit. Well, four damage. (laughs) Yeah, just as they barely hit you with their spears, you barely hit them with the sword. I swing just a wild swing that's clearly not a very good form. Dr. Belmore is next. Oh, nice. Dr. B. I know we've done this once before in the past, but I didn't know if your stance on this has changed. Am I allowed to cast spike growth under people that are already standing in the place that I want to cast it? Let me look at the spell. (laughs) (laughs) Ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point within range. Twists and sprout spikes. The area becomes difficult terrain. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes. Uh, Based on what I'm reading, you can put it under them. They just don't take damage from from it being cast under them. They only take damage once they move. I want it mostly to fuck up their formation. Yeah, a 20-foot radius. So, yeah, where do you want the center to be? Like, so there's that cube of four Mm -hmm. directly in the center of that. Okay. This is the area of the spike growth. I am in it, and Elsie is also in it, but at this point, it's kind of a risk that we gotta take. Holy shit. Teal is also in it. (laughs) This is a lot bigger than I thought it was. But hey, we're fucking up their formation. That seems almost too big. That's like, bro, what? Wait, what's the rate? Wait, does it say how big the circle is? It just says it has a radius of 20 feet. A radius of 20 feet. Holy shit. So that means from from the center to one of the sides is 20 feet. Yeah. It's a big circle. It's Um, a pretty big circle. I'm trying to see if I can rethink where I'm putting that. (laughs) Because Belmore would be better at math than me. I don't know how to do math. <laughs> and I'm trying to think about what Belmore would do, because I'm just a simple pleb, but he's like got a doctorate. He's been to college. <laughs> Dr. Belmore has three PhDs. He does, actually. Yeah. yeah. He would be better at this than me. <laughs> I think if we move it two squares, hell yeah. So that's my first action, getting that set up. <laughs> okay. It's like I'm using Stealth Rock first turn. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, now you're now you're concentrating on that. Yes, but I don't need to concentrate to cast a cantrip. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you can do a cantrip. Time to blasty boy. Totally radical. So I'm gonna aim it at the one directly to my right. This guy number four. Yeah. There we go. That one. I'll, yeah. I guess I'm. I guess I'm. You know. I'm. I'm doing it. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, you got a uh, 27 on your first attack, and then do you just want to bla- do you just want to blast him twice? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> the second one, the the second beam misses, but the first Dang beam it. deals 
And once per round, you can use this uh, subclass feature to deal extra bludgeoning damage on it. So the damage yeah, is going to be... Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. 16. Nice. Fuck. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Big fan of that. <laughs> so that, that blast actually brings them to unconscious. Damn. Oh, shit. Yeah, you hit him with that blast and they, they fall to the ground. Man's got some confidence now. Uh, their turn would have been next. Actually, I'll, I'll do their turn and just make a death save. Sure. I, they got a successful death save. Oh, Heavy, are you, is is one of the one of the natives going to be attacking Doctor Belmore? I don't know, maybe. Cause I I just got a text that my my food's ready, and so I was wondering if I could dip for like five seconds to go grab it. Yeah, you can. Okay, I might I'll attack be back. you. Later. I'm, ki- oh, I'm kidding. Okay. Go get, I'm well, kidding. Go get your food. <laughs> oh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. That's why I'm like, okay. It is number five's turn, and I think I I am, and he is deciding. Do I just do I just am I just chilling trying to avoid these spikes or do I try to get into the fray and get stabbed in the foot it's a tough choice because it's like you don't want to you don't want your friends to think you're just like oh I'm giving up you know you want to like you at least want to look like you're doing something like while you're on the clock you know but it's like do I really want to take a spike through the foot to get spiked or not to get spiked that is the question he could roll a wisdom check or something you know the, the more interesting choice is that he's just going to go for it. So I think he's going to move two squares. He's going to move one and two. And so he takes 4d4 damage. 11. Mm-hmm. Yowza. Uh, but from here, he can reach his spear over uh, number two and stab no, it else. No, not so uh, We got a 22. Hit. And we've got seven points of piercing damage. Ah. Yeah, Elsie's... Uh, uh, with that, you can see Ooh. I become bloodied. Yeah. Yeah, Elsie's... Elsie, get out of there! Next up is Bast. All right. Um, I'm going to attack number two with my Kopesh. All right. And then make uh, attack with advantage. Oh. You can, yeah, roll again to see if you get a... Hell oh, yeah. <gasps> Natural 20! Holy oh, shit! Oh. Fuck yeah. Nine. All right. Uh, yeah, number two has taken heavy damage at this point. Excellent. Uh, then you have extra attack, so when you when you attack, you can do t- uh, two. Damn it. Oh, sh- yeah, that's... Yeah, that was a bad that roll. That was a four and a five. Inspiration. Do you want to use an inspiration? You know what? Yeah, I am going to use my inspiration. All right, yeah, roll again. Do I have advantage on this one also? You still have advantage. Oh, Great. Okay. 17. 17 is a hit. And 8 damage. Yeah. He's unconscious. 8 damage was uh, what you needed to bring him down. Two of them have gone down now. Now they're rolling death saving throws. Was that my turn? Is is manifesting an echo a bonus action or an action? It's I a th- bonus action. Yeah, I think it's a bonus action. You've just done an action and a bonus action. You still have another action. I want to put Bass on the other side of Elsie. Okay. Uh, you will move into a space that has spikes on it if you do that. Sorry. Maybe I'll go behind Elsie. Behind Elsie. Okay. Yeah. And then, is that my turn? Yeah. Next is number six. And without moving, the only person within reach for number six is Elsie. So they're going to keep attacking All Elsie. Right. Damn. Uh, so we got a 17? Uh, hit. Freaky ghost, baby. Intercept. 
Intercept. Whatever it is, I'm going to intercept it. Right, because you just have to be within five feet of me yep. to do that. You use your reaction, and you can reduce the damage by a d10 plus your proficiency bonus. Mm, that's pretty good. Should I wait until you roll? Damage? Oh, I rolled. It's uh, 13. 10. So, yeah, nice. you reduce the damage by 10, so else you take three damage. And then do I take damage instead? No. Okay. Meaning it's not a, it's not a very well-named uh, feature. Number six hasn't taken a lot of damage, so I think they're gonna move one square through the spikes and then go here and here. So they take spike damage for one square. Do they also provoke an attack of opportunity? Oh yeah, he did move like right past. I know him. he takes an opportunity attack from Elsie. I see. All right, I'm gonna attack him. I'm not sure if you can make opportunity attacks from when a creature that you can see within five feet of your echo moves at least five feet away. Uh, so you can, yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You already used your reaction for the interception. So that is you correct. can't now do an opportunity attack. Oh, okay. Man, reaction, it's always so difficult. 23. 23, that's a hit, yeah? Nice. All right, big money. Yeah, nice. let's go. 12 damage. And then we'll just do a death save. One failed death save for, uh, for number two. Oh, shit. And that's all the way through the order, so we're back to Kiel. Questions. Is switching a weapon an action? Uh, when you take the attack action, as part of each attack, you can either put away or draw a weapon. So would I be able to bring out my rifle and attack? Are you holding- you're holding a weapon right I now. I am holding a weapon. So you won't be able I to attack- I think you can drop you it. I think you can drop it as a free action. No, we're not going to do those dropping stuff, Shenanigans. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, I don't think you'll be able to attack with your rifle while you already have a weapon out. All right. I feel like we had a save for this, but I don't think it's written down on my sheet. Didn't we say telekinetic movement I could use on opponents, but they have to make some kind of... Uh, let's see. Normally, it will only let you affect a willing creature. Yeah. I'll say if you use a die... I'll, I'll probably do a dexterity save. Dexterity? Alright. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna move one 30 feet backwards through the briars northeast from where he is. Dragging him through the spikes. Ouchies. But he has to make a save. No, I got a one. Hey! He's Damn. going 30 oh. feet! <laughs> All the way up All there. Right. Goodbye! And then... That means that he can retreat. Uh, eight D4s. That's on, <laughs> nice. That's on end, so. Uh, 21. <laughs> uh, you can see that, you know, number one was the leader. Uh, he seems tougher than the rest. And uh, he is bloodied, uh, but he is alive still. And super and far away. on his feet. And very far away. I'm going to take a shot at him because I can actually reach him from here with my pistol. Yeah. Okay, 21. Looks like it hits. Yeah. Nice. You know what? I'm going to do another psionic strike with this. Okay. Two more points of damage. And then yeah. with that attack, I'm going to expend my last maneuver die, and I'm going to... No, you gonna ambush I, him? No, I didn't mean to click ambush. <laughs> Hold on. I meant to click maneuvering attack, and I'm going to have... Actually, who hasn't used their reaction yet? Because it looks like... Alec, would you rather be in a more advantageous position? Is he paying attention? Would you rather be in a more advantageous position than you are in yes, now? Yes, sorry. Or yes. 
be in the lame, boring position that you're in now. No, <laughs> advantageous now because I have a wall of meat and I have to move to shoot it. All right, so you won't be able to use your full movement for this. Oh, I can also use my this maneuver die on the attack <laughs> for damage as well because I just read. Yeah, you add the d4 to the damage. So that's an extra three. Uh, and Josh, you may use your reaction if you would like to move half of your movement speed. Yeah, and your this movement does not provoke opportunity attacks. Indeed. Would you would you like to do this? Yes, I am. Where would you like to go? The world is your oyster no. as long as it's within I fifteen dare. feet of you. Mm-hmm. Very small oyster. Nice. Or very large, depending on what or, like what you're looking at it from. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and then for my bonus action, I will command Unikai. Yeah, I can go 5, 10, 15, and then second action, I'm going to use my force-empowered rend upon number four. First, Unikai takes four points of piercing damage. Just so you know, number four is unconscious. Oh, is it? If that influences your decision that at all. Also. Moving there can provoke opportunity attacks from two warriors. Oh. Okay, so instead... Yeah, you want to move right here? Yeah, I think I'll move there, because that'll also... I won't take damage this way. Yeah. And I will... I will instead target number five. Five is conscious, correct? Yeah, that's right. All right. Then I will use my force ballista. Is he one of the ones that isn't affected by fairy fire? I think five was unaffected by the fairy fire. Okay. Then this is without advantage. 23. Yeah, that's a hit. Perfect. 2d8. Ooh, that's a good one. Six points of force damage. All right. Yeah, number five is taking heavy damage. Oof. All right. That's the end of my turn and Unikai's turn. Unikai's turn. Okay, so we're down to A-Leg. Get the captain! All right. Yep, that's what I had planned. I'm going to use my short bow and shoot the captain. I see. Pew, pew. And Very well. Do I get advantage on this or no? You would, yes. Yes. 17, so it's a hit. Aye. 11 points of piercing. Okay, yeah, that'll bring him up to uh, enough damage to go unconscious. Unconscious? Yeah. Hey, we got him. Yay. Right. And then as a second action, I'm going to attack number three, and then with a bonus action, I'm also going to cast Hail of Thorns. Okay. That's a 26 or something. A 26. Yeah, Doug. Yeah, Doug. Get him. when you combine dog and dude. Seven. Eleven. And then Hail of Thorns. Success. Heavy damage. So I think that's a failed death save for number four, because that's uh, he's yep. in the area. And then number three has gone from almost no damage to heavy damage. They're bloodied now. Very, very cool. I'm going to attack that dude again. You will get a penalty. Minus five. Does a natural 20. 20! Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think he's going to die. I think so? Yeah, so I think he's so, <laughs> at least unconscious. Bruh. Nope. You gotta do me like that. You gotta do me like that, game. With the critical damage? Yeah. Oh, well, it, it was a three and a one. He hasn't taken the, the damage yet, because you weren't, you weren't targeting him. He, ta- he, he eats that arrow. Literally. Crunch. He's too hardcore. He, t- he takes it like a champ. Hold on. He's like, what? 
What is? Yeah, that's all you got. Yeah. I'm almost at that's thirty. It. He fucking catches it. It's now. He's just like, eh. Well, that's something you don't see every day. He had taken one damage before, like a thorn hit him, and now he's he is pretty wounded. So. That yeah, entire like, fight, he was just like, all right, I'm feeling good about this. I'm feeling, oh, God. And then this arrow just completely punched out his teeth. Like, literally just in night. Looking like grandma without her dentures over there, bud. Yikes. Yeah. So we got, still um, got three dudes up right now. So next is number three. And the only person that they can reach is Elsie. So they're just going to keep attacking Elsie. My God. You got to no. get out of there. With the Elsie hate. <laughs> uh, protective field. This is an Elsie-friendly Discord server. This is an Elsie hate I'm going to use protective field. It's within 30 feet. What'd that do? I can use my reaction, expend one psionic die, roll the die, and reduce the damage taken by the number rolled, plus my intelligence modifier. This will be a d6. Okay, so reduce that damage by five. I got a 17. Does that hit? Yes. 12 reduced to seven. Take seven. Okay. You still up? Yep. Oh, getting close. Nice. Getting close. Getting real yeah. fucking close. Elsie's yeah, taking I'm, a lot of damage. I'm kind of teetering. Elsie, get out of there! I don't think they're going to move. Yeah, they Maybe can't. Just attack they them. got nowhere. Oh, no. Our little bee. Who are they attacking? They can, the only person that's within their reach is Elsie. So they have to attack Elsie or nobody. Six. Miss. Thank God. Uh, okay. Seriously. Next is Elsie. Get out of there, Elsie! You gotta move! <laughs> right, so describe this guy on the ground in front of me. This guy number two? Yeah. <laughs> who, who number two? I don't know. You know, so, so. Was it me? It might have been Bast. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Bast Echo shut up and, you know, hit him with two good strikes. He's, he's bleeding down on the ground. He's just laying down on the ground, not fighting anymore. So people have just pretty much been ignoring him since he went down. I'm just going to lean down over him mm-hmm. and I grab him by the by like his shirt collar and I lift him up and I say, I know you work for that tentacled freak. <laughs> Leave my friends alone. And then I stab him right through the face. <laughs> okay, then. Oh, murder. Oh, my God. Fucking murder. Yeah. Do it again. Well, he's not making death saves anymore, then he's dead. And I draw the sword out and reach into his face and I get some blood. Oh, my God. And smear it down my face like like a Elsie's, bloody tear. Elsie's fucking lost it. Elsie's yeah, off I Elsie's okay. Boy. I look up at Native 5. <laughs> You're next. <laughs> Relativity. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> God. It sounds like you're doing an intimidation check, yeah. Sure. A five is like, holy fuck, and runs the other way. Yeah, it's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, like, grabbing an unconscious guy and killing him, I don't think that's the attack action. I think this is all part of it. This is part of, like, an intimidation action. That sounds about right. <laughs> oh, my God. Run. Run, bitch. Well, I'm not, I'm not good at intimidation. Well, go for oh, it anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, but considering the circumstances... You, you can have advantage too. That's fair. Yeah, you're okay, pulling it off. What, right you, what you just did, whole shit. Yeah, you're intimidating a My God. Okay, yeah. Native Native Five doesn't have enough damage that moving across the spikes is gonna kill him right away. So he'll. Do you mind if I if he uses his reaction to like move half his speed? 
Do I mind? He's technically getting extra action economy here, so, that, you know. No, yeah, he's getting damaged through One, it as well. Two. I mean, yeah, three. so. And then he takes 2d4. Three. He's, yeah, he's he's fleeing through the bottom, but we don't necessarily want him to want to get him to get away. Uh, that's one of your actions, Elsie. Uh, what else would you like to do? Is Native Six? He's still good, right? He's wounded. Yeah, there's nobody who hasn't taken uh, serious damage amongst mm-hmm. them. I pull, I reach down into my boot and I pull out the knife and I just fling it at Native Six. Okay. Uh, make an attack roll. It has to be dexterity if you're doing it through. Indeed. Have you guys ever seen that one meme that's just, it says Kirby's fucking pissed and it's just Kirby on like the warp star yeah. killing a bunch of <laughs> waddle dees? Because that's pissed. what I'm imagining right now. Oh, do I have advantage see. on this one? Do I have advantage on this one? Caden, do you remember six got affected by fairy fire? No. I believe six did get affected. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. Six is uh, affected by fairy fire. Looks like. Not 20. Oh, oh my, my god. Incredible. god. Elsie is a beast. Elsie's gone off the goop. Elsie is yes, Seven piercing damage. Wounds. All right. Elsie went Joker mode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's not about the money, Batman. It's about sending a message. They're not down yet. It's it, you know, It's not like a huge knife, but it's like... You, you hit them right in the torso, and it starts to bleed a heavy amount. All right, I'm going to take a quick move, and I just stagger back past Bast and sort of drop to my knees right here. All right. Fucking Christ. Yeah. Next is Dr. Belmore. What do you um, got, B? Is the one that Elsie intimidated within a line of sight that I won't hit any one of my Looks friends? Looks like. Yeah, he's awfully far, though. I have a range of 120 feet on my Eldritch Blast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 30, yeah, he's 30 so, feet away. I think I'm just gonna Eldritch Blast that one. Alright. Although Felmore is visibly shaken. He's like I know, we're like, I don't know little. what just <laughs> happened, but this is serious. Whoa, critical hit. Oh nice. Is that two Nat 20s? Yeah. It looks oh, like shit. you rolled two attacks on two different individuals. They were still both Nat 20s. <laughs> Which he can do, actually. That with is Eldritch true, Blast. if you wanted to do yep. that. But you do, you get two beams with Eldritch Blast, and they're both critical hits. Uh, they could both be against five, they could be against five and six. Yeah, let's do against five and six. There you go. <laughs> Holy shit. Man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, they're both unconscious. Did I just get max damage? Uh, yeah, yeah, max damage. On both times. What the fuck? What the fuck was that roll? <laughs> that entire turn. Rigged. Rigged. <laughs> Dr. Pomo is just a beast, guys. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Everybody was like, holy shit, Elsie. And now everybody's holy like, holy shit, shit Belmore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Belmore's just really shaking, but he's also going to fuck some dudes up. So, Yeah, he's startled by what happened to Elsie, right. and that is fueling the Eldritch Blast. You got one guy up. Wait, so what happened to the dude, two dudes that I shot? <laughs> Oh, they were running away, they and are... they get blasted by Eldritch Blasts, and they, you know, they go down. Now they're dying. They're both dying. Oh my god. This guy, number three, he's gonna act slightly out of turn, because he's the only guy left, and yeah. he's just he's just gonna say, you will never defeat Impesca. And then he pulls out a, a big knife, and he cuts open his stomach. Can he say the name without- He doesn't appear affected by it, but yeah. He... Can A, like, shoot him in the forehead before he gets a chance to- I don't know, roll a dexterity out. saving throw to see if I'll you can also... outspeed him. I'll, I'll also do quick draw. No, uh, he doesn't. 
Yeah, I just rolled a 24. Fine. I've got it. I want the competition. Yeah, Ella gets to it first. You're too late. So, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you want me to attack roll for this? Yeah. Does it? Do I get advantage on this one? Three? Mm, yeah. Yes. He's in the fairy fire. He has the fire of fairies. That's a 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Yeah. So he pulls out the knife, but before he can do it, an arrow sprouts from his neck. I will not give you the honor of killing yourself. And Keol is secretly like, ah, oh, damn it. I was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you weren't fast then, enough this time. No, not this time. And then I'm going to run over to Elsie and just cast like good berry the remaining two times and just stuff the berries in our <laughs> the berries eat the berries well why don't we start with just one because all right yeah that's that's a lot of spell slots but yeah so i'm just gonna like sprout a handful of berries and be like just take them okay eat them keel is gonna walk over to four and without breaking stride is going to shoot him once in the head and then i begin walking over to uh the captain okay but i don't shoot him i actually want to investigate him and just start okay. rifling through his pockets. Can Aelig do the same and check him for Ibeer? Each of them, actually, all of the spears have these Ooh. big Ibeer spearheads. We're taking those. Yeah. You can uh, You can pretty easily just take the spearhead. Mm. You don't need to take the whole spear. Unless you want a spear, then you can take the whole spear. Would anybody like a spear? Ibeer, you can just take the spearhead. Belmore is a little bit too shaken from the whole deal to answer. Yeah. <laughs> So, Aelig, good berries, and heals Elsie a little bit. Yeah, I'll I'll spend the next next ten actions. The next eating minute some, eating some berries. berries. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I'll, yeah, yeah. And then, so yeah, so Keel, you want to go over to the captain? The captain got knocked unconscious, essentially. Yeah, but not dead. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to check his person for anything important. I'll also grab any eye beer that he has on him. He just had the spearhead. Okay. Go ahead and roll uh, investigation check. Uh, right. That's great. Love that. So he clearly has some kind of religious symbolism, but you've never gotten that knowledgeable about the religions of this plane. There's nothing on his person, like no orders, no, no, like pieces of paper, nothing like that. So th that's the kind of thing that you, you look for and, and you don't find anything. Very well. Elig, go over and help with that. Uh, I feel like it's, uh, I all right. I'm going to say you would have had to, to uh, go over there with him. So Keel will just sort of grab him by the back of his armor. Should we keep this one alive for questioning or are we done with him? Kill him. Very well. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I the agree. handle blade comes out. I just stab it into his sternum and pull it out and let his body drop to the ground. As he drops to the ground, he says, Impascal. <laughs> I just <laughs> look down at him. <laughs> Yikes. You actually have to make an intelligent saving throw. Oh, you Yeah, because he said dick. it. Well, I'm absolutely going to shoot him in the head as he dies. What the fuck? Rolling like shit. Well, you're, you're still resistant to the damage. I am resistant. And I rolled two ones, so you take one psychic damage. Yeah, oh, it's just okay. like, it's just like a, just like a little pinprick of pain as he whispers I have a little pinprick of pain and I, tw and I twist, like immediately turn around and unload a bullet into his head as he dies even slower. For future reference, we should probably slit their throats when we kill them so they can't do shit like that. That's not a bad idea. Well, I'll just... Because they're probably trained to do that. 
Aren't there still more people to kill? There's still more of them that are unconscious. They they went down earlier in the fight and they weren't as um, tough as the captain, so they are actually unconscious and dying. Even still, we should be rid of them entirely. Sure. Belmore is just going to watch and, like, <laughs> can't tell if it's abject horror, can't tell if it's admiration. Just, he's watching and his hand is shaking a little. Bast, do you want to take those two, or do you want me to do it? Yeah. If Bast's plan was to just go and make sure all their throats were slightly... Sli- uh, probably you'd go to five and six that um, Belmore got from behind with the Eldritch Blasts. Okay, then then yeah, I'll do that. I just want them all to be dead. Yes. So I come back and I rejoin the group. Because I don't fuck with this Impesca shit. No. There's five of you players and there's six spearheads. Do you... Uh, have any way to deliberate who's going to get an extra high well, beer? Elig needs some for his thing, right? Belmore would probably give his to Elig, so Belmore doesn't need one. <laughs> it would make sense for extra high beer to go to Keol. Yeah. I will hold on to it. He is the forge master. Why don't we split it equally? Three to Elig, three to Keol. Well, well, nobody else wants one. There's going to be. I'm going to. I'm just going to make an executive decision that you all get at least one. Yes. But I'm good with the extra okay. one because there are things that you will be able to use them on. Yes. Oh, shit. Badass. Idea is a very valuable thing in addition to being a useful metal. Indeed. So we give the the remaining one to Kiel? Or technically to Unakai so that, you know, ah, there's one. There oh, we yeah. go. Yeah, that's a good now idea. we're even. Perfect. Yes, I am a person. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> You're welcome. Right. I figured you would appreciate that. I do, greatly. All right. That was pretty dark. That was really dark, yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the holiday special, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what the murder? fuck? Happy candlelight. Ho, 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 motherfucker. Eat dick. Die. Happy holidays. We killed everyone. Before we move on, I do believe we should all discuss what has happened here. And it's... Right. I think Bass is going to turn to... How... Is Elsie standing or... I'm sitting on the ground. Okay. Just, I have a vacant expression on my face. I'm just staring into the distance. Bast is gonna kneel down next to you and kind of put her arms around you, but she's not gonna actually touch you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure she knows that you probably don't want to be touched right now. And she's just gonna be like, what is going on with you? I just reach out and wrap my arms around your waist. And then I think she's... I think she would reciprocate that. <sighs> the Anki Durai. I... I... I, sh- I interfered. I shouldn't have done that. <sighs> the Anki Durai? Is this why you... Is that why you didn't use your magic? I broke Chandra's trust in me. She took away my magic. Why didn't you tell anyone? Because it's a hard thing to talk about. It's not easy admitting that you're not something you're supposed to be. Without my magic, I can't do anything. Unakai will walk up. On the contrary there, Lassie, you did quite an excellent job out there. And he he pats you on the back. I, I, I can't heal. I can't protect you guys anymore. Unakai will place a ginger hand on your shoulder. Elsie, you saved my life in the Onkidurai. 
and you just kicked the guy's ass. Yes. You proved yourself to be a formidable warrior in this moment. But it is clear that this, this is difficult for you. It's not easy. Um, my offer from before still stands. If you need someone to talk about this with. I would like that. Of course. Next time, you know, you have Dante. We are all here for you, Elsie. None of us think any less of you. Not now, not ever. I think this level of intimacy with her friend and, like, her rawness, I think Bast cries. Which is probably been... really surprising for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Belmore, at least, is a little bit startled, but he doesn't say anything about it. Today's been really hard for all of us. I think that we should keep going and get to the city and just be there for a little while. Unwind. You know, find a place to stay. I agree. Kiel will yes. stand behind Bast and just rest his hand on her shoulder. And Belmore reaches forward and offers his hand to Elsie with a little smile. And I think because Bast and Elsie are so close right now, I think she kind of like like, maybe she whispers to Elsie, we'll get your magic back. I hope so. Whatever it takes. Let's keep going. Indeed. <sighs> yeah. No doubt there'll be more. So we best hurry. You're right. Let's go. Perhaps. And then we are off. And uh, Unikai will sort of begin to wipe the blood away from your face. Perhaps it's best not to arrive in the city with this. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And she sort of cups her your face in her hands and just gives you a little smile and then just gives you a kiss on the forehead. I don't know what came over me. I was just so so angry. I know. Maybe Bast kinda like picks you up and puts you on her back, kinda walks with you like that, because you're pretty fucked up right now. Piggyback ride. Yeah. Yeah. Unikai will help. Uh, you position her on your shoulders and then she'll just walk with the two of you while Kiel walks with the other two. Elsie uh, reaches into her cloak and she pulls out the flask. You guys haven't seen that for a while. <laughs> and she takes a drink. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no judgment. <laughs> yeah, no judgment. <laughs> yeah, no judgment. <laughs> that was a while back. Do I have to roll anything to carry her? Mm-hmm. No. Cool. So, it was clear to you that these Impesco worshippers, they were very interested when you mentioned the capital city of the Uthmela, and when they seemed like pleasantly surprised when you mentioned what direction it was in, Kjol and Belmore, go and roll intelligence checks. Hmm. I'm not rolling great tonight. Mm. 14. Ah. 16. All right. I'm mm. just going to message you something. Oh, are you, are you texting us? I'm just texting you, Phoenix. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Could I cast guidance on myself? Yeah, sure. Okay. I see. Hey, 18. Okay. Uh, I'll message you too real quick. Okay. I have reached understanding. <laughs> Peak enlightenment. Yeah, exactly. Ah. So this is a realization that your character comes to, putting all the clues together. I just look, I, 
I kind of exchange a look with Belmore as we're walking next to each other. I'm like, those cultists seemed like they were very surprised, pleasantly so, to realize the direction of the city that I foolishly gave out. We handled the situation, but very foolish. you are right about that. They did seem a little surprised, but... Oh. You don't think. I think... I do think, actually. That is genius, to be honest. I just don't know how we would get there in that case. Indeed, it is certainly a conundrum. It makes our journey more difficult. Let's keep going this direction and see if we can find it, though. We can at least try and look for life signs. Uh, what? They just sound like two crazy scientists <laughs> yeah. just going back and forth. Like, you don't think? Oh, yeah, I, I do. I do think. <laughs> What in the world are you guys talking about? Yes, darling, you're being far too cryptic. We have figured something out. Indeed. Uh, at least, I think I have figured something out, and Kiola's figured something out, and they might be completely different things, but I don't think that they're completely different That things. would be hilarious if I texted you two different things. Care to share? That would be so good, though. My conclusion is that perhaps the city we are looking for is hidden. From basic knowledge. And that's why they were so surprised when they found out which direction Indeed. it was. Because nobody knows where it is. What good is a capital city if nobody knows I'm where sure it is? I'm sure the youth mellow people yeah. know where it is, but anybody outside of their society... Like the people that we just Indeed. fought. Indeed. It is a remarkable defensive move. Hide your city from anyone they else. They were on their way probably to go find it and attack it. Which is why they were so surprised when we knew where it was. Indeed. I thought that it was common knowledge. It's probably the most animated he's ever been. <laughs> The reason why I spoke the direction was because I assumed that they were from the city, and they were asking if, I don't know, if it was some kind of test of some sort. In retrospect, I realize it was foolish. That was not accurate. It was not accurate. E and I apologize for being... <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice to you. No, I was being an idiot. Absolutely. Well, if our hypothesis is correct, I don't know how we're going to find the place, but... Now we know that it's not somewhere that is astutely obvious. Indeed. So we have a place to start, even if it's a really bad place to start. <laughs> Let's keep going. Yes, we will try and find this hidden city. So you continue, you uh, rest, uh, and you can all spend hit dice if you want to heal. Ooh. Yes. I'm going to go over to Elsie. Would you mind giving me your sword for a moment? All right. He takes it. I, I do it. And he brings out his silver hammer. And he just begins hammering in specific spaces. And after a moment, these four runes written in sort of a bit of gith language and also a bit of divine text begin to go across the blade. And it, be, it emits a bright light for a moment that extends out for a 30-foot radius and then dims back in, and he hands it to you. And this is now a radiant weapon. Oh, thank you. He puts a hand on your shoulder. You fought well. You could use some practice, but you fought well. I'll show you a thing or yeah, two. Yeah, thanks. Anytime. And then you travel for most of the next day as well. For the past few days, you've actually been climbing an elevation. And this last day... You get out of sort of a rainforest, as it seems you're far enough up in elevation at this point 
that the biome has changed a little bit and there's a much more there's a much thinner sort of montane rainforest. Ooh. Eventually, as you keep going in the correct direction, the footpath that you're on, it just ends. You're at sort of a an idyllic mountain lake. It's a it's a pretty area. It's, it'd be a great place to put on a postcard and be like, I'm in paradise drinking Mai Tai. How fascinating. The trail just ends? The trail just ends. Now let's do a skill challenge to find the hidden city. So this skill challenge is going to be a little bit different than usual skill challenges. The DC okay. is going to be pretty very high. The DC is going to be very high. Ooh. You only need two successes. Every time you fail, you gain a level of exhaustion. Okay. okay. You don't die until you get to 10. And once you get the city, you should be safe to rest for as long as you need. But if you're here for too long, you might discover that you are not the only ones here. Can Aleg use history to see if there's any other known... Like, does he know of any other known ancient civilizations that had a city that was hidden by some means? There was actually one that you can think of off the top of your head that had a um, a hidden city. It was... uh. Oh, it was in Geminara. Atlantis. <laughs> no, it was uh, in Samuta, which is in southern Geminara. There's, there has been a hidden city before. And Aelig can remember some details about it, possibly. Uh, go ahead and roll a history check. Oh, fuck off. You do have one point of Guidance. inspiration if you want to use it. I will use inspiration for that. Yeah. <laughs> there Never we mind. go. 20, 24 is not quite high enough. Holy shit, it isn't high enough. Oh, shit. Guidance would guidance. do it. Guidance would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will roll the guidance. Go ahead and roll a d4. 26. 26 is high enough, so that's one success. Oh, 24 oh wasn't yeah. high enough. So yeah. the DC was a yeah. 25. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's fucking high. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Jesus. You know, I, I'm no, no professor of uh, Grok Vale-ish history, but es- essentially Aelig is just able to, you know, remember some like really obscure detail about the history of the Hidden City. And you're like, I think it was behind, the entrance was like behind a waterfall. And so you just like wander around the lake and eventually you find a waterfall and there is like a cave behind it. So everybody's just like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I, like, yo. Maybe, like, I guess, guess let's go this way. So Belmore is going to rack his brain for all of his arcane knowledge that he has a little bit too much of to try and see if there is anything that he knows about illusory magic to keep giant things hidden or any ways to bring something that is magical in nature from one place to another just in case you know the city isn't physically here and it's somewhere else he wants to use arcana to see if there's a magical solution to the problem that he's having yeah, that's fair. Cool. 23. Guidance. There you go. Come on. <laughs> a four. So that's a success. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There seems to be some kind of illusion magic in this cave behind a waterfall, as well as some conjuration magic, which is the school that like teleportation sort of belongs to. So I knew it. You're, so you you follow this this cave behind the waterfall, and you are eventually if able to eventually find like you know like the the concept of like hidden doors or secret doors, 
that's like a, a of course D and D thing. There's like a, there's like a a hidden gate, but it, it also has some kind of like conjuration magic that has like a teleportation type effect. Ooh, but essentially, yeah. That is uh, the the entrance to the city. So that was not as hard as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it just took Alec and Belmore like looking at each other and being like, "We got this." Honestly, the two of them figuring it out makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, like it you does. bring specialists for a reason, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We are specialists. <laughs> hey guys, Alec and I found it. I will wild shape into a cat. And I crawl up along Bast's shoulders, Aww. and I just, like, nuzzle into her cheek. That's cute. Are you, like, an Egyptian cat? You a hairless cat? Like an Egyptian wasp? No, I'm just, like, a... Like are a you a... Like a yeah, are you an orange tabby? My mouth. puppy has come to visit. Hello, puppy. Goodbye, a puppy. Little, a anyway. little... A, sm- a, bla- a small black Aww. cat, I think. My favorite. Cute. Oh, that's, that's actually perfect. Because the goddess Bast. Oh yeah. That's how she's depicted. She's depicted as a black cat. I love that. Okay, let's see. Oh, there's a map. Yeah, there's a map. It's a really big map. Oh. So. Wow. Wow. Hell yeah, hexagon. Wow, is there like clouds in the game? Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty high up in elevation, and you just uh, potentially teleported somewhere. So wherever wherever wow. you are, it seems like you are somewhat in the clouds, dude. This, this is, is sick. Like Patagonia. I'm yeah. It. This is amazing. Yo, dude, did you find this or did you put this together? I got this from somewhere, and then I edited it a little bit. Nice. As you enter, you see a city. That is much larger than any settlement you've seen since you've been in ISR. You can see mountain peaks surrounding this sort of lush basin with a mountain stream flowing through the middle at the lowest point. There are streets all around paved with cobbled stone. Uh, The houses seem to be mostly made from wooden stone, but you notice that they have glass windows. They have chimneys, you know, some fairly advanced architectural uh, aspects. You can spot a large market district, some residential areas, several residential areas, some of which have larger houses. And then there's a main bridge that goes across the stream onto the other side and then uh, at the top um set into the, one of the mountains there's a big stone pyramid reminiscent of like a castle back in grockvale and then all throughout the main thoroughfare on, on a lot of the homes and businesses there are glowing lights candles and other decorations which mostly seem to be themed around a sun deity and a moon deity. There's lots of people on the streets just like milling about, you know, there's people dancing, eating, drinking, laughing. There are like events and games and performances going on and street vendors slinging food. It's clearly like a celebration of some sort and you're just on this like little path that leads, you know, you're sort of on the outskirts of the city, but you can just follow this path through into Uthade. This place is I amazing. I believe caution is best taken here. We are strangers. Whoever is best at talking to people should probably, I don't know, introduce us to someone. He like this entire time has had his cartography tools out, and now he's like furiously scribbling on it and like sketching a rough map of the city and such. Yeah, but where is the city? Exactly. So he's like having like 
he's pretty much brought out a new piece of paper to sketch the city. He's having a conniption, basically. Yeah, he's like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> this place kind of reminds me of home. I like it. Where are you from, Belmar? Meow. I, um, my family, uh, and a lot of the other scholar families, uh, all live on mountaintops. Oh. Lando, is it cold here? Not especially. Cool. I mean, it's it's at high, high elevation, so it's cooler. But it was like it was like forty degrees Celsius down in the jungle. So here it's probably like twenty degrees Celsius, which is still it's like it's like fifties. Yeah, it's like put it's Fair like night. maybe put on a flannel. It's ah. not it's not cold, but it's probably for most of you like you know Alig, who's like mountain guy. It's like ah, finally a comfortable temperature. Yeah, I'm like, oh hell yeah, I am vibing. <laughs> I guess that this news, Belmore takes out the shawl that he hasn't worn since he showed everybody his wings, and he wraps it around himself like uh, rather comfortably. I only say that because Belmore said it reminded him of home, and Bast is from somewhere really warm. Right. Yeah. So Bast, when you were exploring the jungle, was probably like, ah, finally somewhere with a comfortable temperature. <laughs> Feels like home. And now you're like, God, this is cold as fuck. Like, how the fuck could Belmore live here? And the answer is he couldn't. He's a weenie. I see. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, I guess onward, I suppose. Yeah, I guess we're just going as a group, onward. wandering together. Keep your weapons holstered. I'm glad mine doesn't look like a weapon. <laughs> Let's see if we can go into a neighborhood and ask, well, really anything. I, honestly, I'm confused. How did we get here? Belmore. Magic. How else? So, do you just want to, like, get the first person you can find and, like, talk to them? I yes. think we would be better, like, finding, like, an inn and asking, like, someone whose job is to help travelers and stuff. <laughs> and I know Aelig's trying to rest so he can fulfill some spell slots and sleep. We need to at least make ourselves so... known to these people and ensure that we will not be arrested. So let's go find an inn. We might get stopped along the way, so be prepared for that. Plus, I'm also curious about the the decorations. Oh god, where did we Holy go? Fuck, that's a long walk. Uh, it's a city. <laughs> yes. So, I, mean. I know, but like, I thought that there would be more than one. Like, there are like you could see you could <laughs> throw a rock and hit six Motel Sixes. Well, so as you walk into town, <laughs> what you get into is like the the first area is sort of a market area, but there's not inns. There's stalls. Oh, so, okay, like, we'll take note of that. You know, you walk through, you see lots of vendors selling things. You know, there's lots of, like, about every other stall is some kind of food or beverage. Um, and then Delicious. the rest are usually crafts. Um, I do have a question. Yeah, what's up? What do these people look like? So, they spend a lot of time here in the city where it seems sort of cloudy. or And then most spots in the jungle actually are blocked from the sun fairly well. So they have kind of a... Their skin is sort of light brown. More like Spanish. Like, do they look like Is it mostly humans? Yeah, they're, they yeah, look they're humans, like... yeah. Well, they have these sort of similar features, like a, like they have a similar skin tone, and they tend to have darker hair. You don't see anyone with blonde hair, but you see red hair, you see black, brown hair. And then you essentially see people who are average height and build and have round ears and you see some that are slimmer and have pointed ears and you see some that are short and stocky and you see some that are short and slimmer so mm. it, it's, diverse. It's, it's diverse as as far as like i guess there's like elves and humans and dwarves and stuff but they all look like they're from this they, ha they all have unique features because they're from this part of the world i see mm -hmm. 
Does their garb look like ceremonial or traditional, or are they just wearing like regular clothes? A lot of people are just re- wearing regular clothes. You see trousers and dresses and skirts. It okay. doesn't seem to be that gendered. Like there are men wearing skirts, there are women wearing Fuck trousers. Yes. And there are definitely things that are odd. Like there are a bunch of like there's sort of a theme to the decorations, but you, like you don't know what they're celebrating. And a lot yeah. of the food you've never seen or heard of. You do you hear words in common spoken, but you can also tell that there's another language that gets spoken as well. The vendors they'll yell things in common. But like you can hear people conversing sometimes, and you don't exactly make out what they are saying, and you wouldn't understand it anyway. But they 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 speak in a, a different language also. Yeah, there there are some ways that it definitely it is culture shock. Like I think in Grockvale, women on women don't usually wear like pants. Mm. Lowborn women will will wear skirts or dresses. As far as like adventurers, that kind of thing is like you wear practical clothing. But for for peasantry in most parts of Grockvale. It's pretty cut and dry, and there's a lot of like colorful clothing and like non-gender conforming clothing. There's lots of individuals who who have um, very flamboyant garb. Maybe it's part of the Hi. celebration. Maybe they always dress like that. You have no way to know. Hmm. This place is quite colorful. The inn has a big sign that says uh, the Brassica. Nice. Or no? I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of hoping it was the rusty nail button there, like nah, oh, that's. <laughs> Sorry, the Brassica was a food court that you passed on the way here. The inn is called the Wise Tapir. Hey, <laughs> the Wise Tapir. Iron- ironic. You hear that, Keole? He haunts me, even now. I wasn't there for that. So much about what you've seen is like so different from Grockvale, but it would appear that a place where people meet around to be part of the community and imbibe is pretty universal at least one thing similar the to basic home. principles of you the know, inn are like pretty much the same these prime material cities look all the same to me <laughs> <laughs> i can't tell if that's an insult or not it is not it is a factual statement <laughs> i am from another realm another dimension everything here looks the same to me as you've walked here you have gotten some long glances and some like Mm, looks. Kiel is definitely clocking anybody who's lingering stares. Is Kiel covering his face no. at all? <laughs> They're like, what the heck is that thing? Yeah, they're looking at the two of you like, hello? I do not understand. Yeah, so uh, as you enter the tavern, you're approached by a woman who says, who are y'all? How did how did you get here? Oh, um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like glances at the cat like hello <laughs> um we are a group of travelers who well we we are here because we heard about the city and i wanted to see what was here and so did a lot of other people i don't totally know the reasons why everyone wanted to come but i'm a researcher and so i wanted to learn about what was here um, we are part of an expedition group. Please, somebody else, start talking because I, I, I'm really bad at this. Somebody else, please. Start we are talking. from the landing party of people who arrived from. You may not know of it, but there is a settlement. Captain Madrigal is the leader. Uh, we we were sent here uh, on a on a diplomatic mission 
to speak with whoever is in charge to further settlement plans. Uh, Bass just made that up. Yeah. Just that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll a deception check, I guess. Yeah, what was that? (laughs) Which, like, that could totally be true, but she just made that shit up. How do you know, huh? Huh? What do you need? Natural oh, 20! Natural <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. I heard that Ome Khan sent an envoy to a uh, a group of um, non-natives, I guess. So you're from them? You're sort mm-hmm. of a diplomat crew? That would be us. Yes. Our captain thought it would be wise for, for us to come in person and investigate your ways. Hmm. It's, uh, you know, you're allowed to carry weapons around on the street, but, uh, you know, most establishments are going to have a rule like this. I'm going to have to tie down your weapons so that you can't, uh, draw them, and then I'll, I'll take it off when you leave. Do you consent to that? Oh, a peace tie. I've heard of these. A peace tie, yeah. No, of you're course, fa- of ah, you're course. civilized folk. You're familiar with the idea of a peace tie, of course. Yes, we had them <laughs> at the monastery on special occasions. Uh, yeah, so she takes out cords of this really fibrous looking plant and just like peace ties your weapons so you can't draw them at the moment. All right. Thank you for consenting to that. Uh, my name is Kozumalatl. Uh, I'm the security guard here for the Waz Tapir. And uh, y'all have a, a good evening. I'm just going to try Thank and you. spell that. So shorter. Do you have a nickname? Koza. Koza. C-O-Z-A. Right. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. If you were going to write it down, which I don't know why you would, but. Because we're just like talking, you know. But like, if someone was writing it she down, she said she was yeah. a guard of some kind. Yeah, I'm just a secure. I work, you know. I'm like, I'm just a, like a security worker for the Wise Tapir. Most businesses in town will have a security person just to, you know, handle the peace ties and, you know, take care of business. Very well. Huh. Thank you for letting us know. Your security is is quite strict, then. Well, while you're out on the street, you can carry weapons. You know, if you come into an establishment like this. You know, we don't want people drawing weapons in here. You understand? That makes sense. Oh, and weapons are not allowed at all inside the pyramid. Thank you. Good to know. Um, who do we talk to in order to get rooms here? Oh, yeah, just go talk to Matlal at the bar. Thank you. Yep. Very well. To school. Nice. That went well. Indeed. That did go well, surprisingly. We all walk away and Bass is like... Keel gives her a pat on the back. <laughs> Good job. Well done. I think, okay, uh, Koza will tell you this before you go. Uh, she says, um, have a happy candle night. Oh, very fancy. Kind of like nod uncertainly. For- forgive okay. me, I am not- Thank you. Us being not natives, what exactly is candle nights? Oh, well, candle nights is a uh, pan-religious, pan-sexual, personal pan-holiday. That's a lot of Excellent. <laughs> very good. Yeah, it lasts for mm, usually between 15 and 60 days, sometime at the end of the year. It usually involves some kind of plant, a candlelight's plant. Candles are a must-have, candles and lights. We pray to, you know, the two the two gods of light, Helio and Satar, the god of the sun and the god of the moon, moon and stars. Hmm. That's incredible. Is there any place where, like, we can learn more about them that you would recommend that we go to? Uh, well, there's a little church in town. They, they'll talk about it. Um, Perfect. Are there yeah. any... Um, Thank you. We, they had this on Grackville. Is there any sort of gift exchange that happens during candle nights? Oh, yeah. Uh, 
you know, we're, we're not huge on gift giving, but, uh, you know, a lot of people just, you know, with their family or with their friend group or whatever, they'll just play Secret Star King. The Secret Star King. Secret Star King, yeah. <laughs> well, Star King is the patron saint of uh, Candle Knights. That's adorable. I love that. So Very when cool. you play Secret Star King, you just, everyone in the group who's playing, you know, you, you, you randomly select another person and you get that person a gift. <laughs> so that way everyone in the group gets to receive a gift. And oh, get a gift. We had a similar uh, exchanging of things back in my home. Hmm. Seems like a you know pretty good idea. That's uh, fairly straightforward. Yes. Thank you for all of your information. It's much appreciated. Indeed. You're welcome. And we go get some rooms. We go talk to who was. We go talk to whatever. I her forgot name her was. name immediately, or his, or theirs. Yep. <laughs> theirs. I don't know. Uh, yeah, theirs, I guess, for now, because you have no idea what their gender is, but Koza told you that you should speak to Matlal at the bar. Matlal. I suppose let's head up that way. Appears as though Matlal is a man. He says, um, hello, yes, uh, welcome to the wise tape here. How can I help you? Are you looking for rooms, drinks, food? Um, rooms for now, potentially drinks later. We could probably use some food. We have journeyed quite far. Pretty much all of those things. Uh, Anywhere between uh, one and seven. One and seven. Wow, that's We'll take one of the ones with seven beds, then. Seven beds, yeah, sure enough. Seven bedroom, uh, seven ounces. Seven ounces. I will cover it. I give seven pieces? You see, will this be enough? Hmm. He he looks at it with his glasses, and he, he pulls a little chunk of gold out of, like, a drawer, and he's like, yeah, those look to be about the same, yeah, I guess. Huh. You're from, uh, you're from out of town, huh? Yeah. We are from a different continent. Is it that obvious? <laughs> well, an ounce of gold is an ounce of gold. <laughs> Indeed. True. Sure. Uh, yeah, here. Thank uh, here's you. the key. Thank you very much. Shall we go? Let's hold it up there. Yes, let us go get all of our stuff and we will come back down for food and get some rest. All right. Before you go to bed, you know, you get, you get your meal, you get your drinks. I might suggest, before we end the episode... Uh, for the holiday special, that we play a round of Secret Star King. Yeah. Yes. Why don't we go one at a time? So just in case one of us gets the same number as somebody else, we can re-roll. So Blandle just has to assign us all a number and check the message us. Oh, this is perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Caden squeals with glee. <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault. I am a sucker for good story. I already have uh, gift ideas for everyone, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't, but that's okay because I think that's on par with best. All right, so you meet up a an undetermined amount of time later, and you've been served some food. You're ready to play Secret Star King, so who wants to go first? Elsie is gonna chime in and say, "The way we used to play it, everyone got their gifts anonymously, and then they would open it and try to guess who gave it to them." Hmm, that is an interesting way to play. It's me, Matlau, the barkeeper. <laughs> oh, I did not realize you were here. <laughs> Hi, hello. Thanks for the drinks. But the only way the person is gonna know what they got is if the person who got it for them explains what it is. Well. If you would like, you can just whisper to me what you got, everybody, and I'll just put the gifts in front of everybody. That sounds perfect. You can do that. All right. Let's get out our phones and whisper to the barkeep. Yeah, you you close your eyes for like 90 seconds and you hear the barkeep walking around. 
You open your eyes and there's a thing in front of you, though they're all immaculately wrapped. I will open my present. What, what, do, what do I find? You can tell immediately that it's a, a mug. It's a hand-fired and hand-painted, very immaculately detailed clay mug. And as you inspect it, you notice that it is actually supposed to imitate the look of a T-Rex's head. Oh. <laughs> this is, uh... <laughs> this is quite... Incredible. <laughs> this is, uh, entertaining. Now, who would give me something like this? Eilig, was it you? Nope, no, it was not. Was it you, Bast? It was yes. me. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? I love it. I've not received anything, so, uh... What is the term? Cartoonish. I enjoy it. I figure it's a, sh- it's a shared experience that we have. Indeed. It brings to mind such wonderful memories of saving Aelig from a T-Rex, which is why I thought of him. (laughs) I expect to see you using that tomorrow morning. I will use this. So now every time you see it, you can be like, oh yeah, we had this adventure once where my friend almost died. (laughs) Indeed. But said friend was the one that also killed it. (laughs) With a nat 20. It's perfect. It's perfect. Thank you, Bust. All right, I open mine. Unakai opens her gift, and it is a knife with Ooh. a clear handle, some kind of um, resin that's been hardened, uh, and it has a pressed flower in it. Two types of flowers. I don't know if Unakai is very knowledgeable about nature. Hold on, let me see. Passing onlookers would definitely be able to identify the the flowers. Like I think certainly and Elsie knows that it is. Uh, Baby's breath, which is these tiny white flowers, and then there are also wisteria flowers. Baby's breath is a blue flower. I have white baby's breath. Like I grow it every every spring. Oh, okay. There must be different. Um, yeah, there's there's a blue, purple, and white. There's different versions kinds of, of baby's breath. Most plants. Yes, true. I I love that. I love plants. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was. It was Valandal's colorblindness, or if it was actually white. <laughs> Looks like someone's going to get anti-inspiration. <laughs> so it was. It was baby's breath and wisteria. wisteria. It's like a purpley flower, I think. Yes, it's a knife, a resin handle with flowers in it. This is so beautiful. I, oh, I love it. Oh, could have this been from? Who knows the most? I'll put that. Elsie, was it you? I'm sorry, what? Was it you who got me the knife? <laughs> She's not it might not be, based on that reaction. Uh, no, sorry. No, it's all right. Was it you, Alec? Nope. No. But that makes sense. It's very beautiful. <laughs> ouch. Damn, yeah, ouch. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's actually, uh, looks like somebody, whoever bought this must Thank have you. a taste, so... Straight away. Do they get three guesses each or Yeah, if you get if you get if you guess three times and you're wrong all three times, uh the gift gets taken away from you. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Alright. The last person isn't gonna have to guess. Uh if they've been paying attention, yeah. This is your last guess. Oh no. Belmore, was this you? It was. Oh, I love it. I saw it and I thought of you immediately, so figured I would, you know, 
It was perfect. Serendipity, if you will. Thank you, dear. I'll sheath the knife, and I'll give Belmore a big hug. Thank you so much. I'm glad you like it. I love it. Now who's next? Uh, Aelig. Aelig, yeah. Your gift, as you open it, is a quiver. It's made with green lacquered wood with some elaborate gold trim. It's uh, almost humming with essence. It looks to be a very expensive quiver. He takes his fingers and he glides it gently across its surface as he takes off his old beat-to-shit leather quiver. He goes, why, thank you. Time to replace this old workhorse, I guess. This piece is beautiful. You get three chances to guess who it was. We have to get it back. Elsie, was it you? <laughs> is it that obvious? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> look, in, look inside. He takes it and looks inside. You see a, a small bottle of very fancy-looking dark rum. Oh! Ooh, I love it. Thank you, halfling. Thank you. It's got a small enchantment on it. His eyes perk up. Oh. So, basically, it, it holds way more arrows and stuff than it looks like it should be able to. Oh, I see. It even has a, a compartment where you can put something, like, really long. Like, you could fit your whole bow in there. Oh, I love this. I love it. Thank you. That is extraordinary. Puts it on and does <laughs> just that. <laughs> I think I'm, I might say that ammunition from the drawn from the quiver counts as yeah. magical. Ooh. Ooh. It doesn't get any bonuses, but sometimes there are creatures that have resistance to non-magical damage. That is very useful. So my ammo capacity mechanically, what does that go up to? It fits 60 arrows. Holy shit. But it can also fit... It's big enough. It can fit like javelins inside of it. Oh, or, hell yeah. <laughs> or it, yeah, Any it can, ranged projectile, pretty much. Yeah, it doesn't have to be ranged. Like, you could put a spear in there or a oh, quarterstaff. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Just keep your whole shit in Why? there, I guess. Why, thank you. <laughs> I could hold up to six bows in there if I wanted. <laughs> six could. bows. Hello there, Link from Breath of the Wild. Which bow do I want today? Belmore, when you open it up, it is... A small stack of books. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> you look at the first one is a book de uh, detailing the pantheon and the common legends for the deities Ooh. of the Uthmela people. There oh. is you have you got a similar book from Marathis that's that was an anthology from Uthmela people, and then here you have volume a, a volume two of the same line of books and then the third one is is just more of a biographical the history of the Uthmela people this is amazing this is perfect oh um well i mean i don't exactly have a lot of choices of people to pick because you know halfway through let me guess was it Alig? nope it wasn't all right bast you haven't been i have picked yet you have i have oh that's right you got the um, the T Rex mug that I expect to see. Keol is currently using it uh, to drink. Uh, he has a hot beverage. Oh, that's perfect! I love that so much. Which leads me to: Was this Keol? It was indeed. I knew that uh, you already possessed the first book. I was there when you received it, so I went in search of the second uh, in the line. This is amazing. Thank you. You're quite welcome, my friend. And it is Elsie. Elsie. Elsie is next. I forgot I even have a gift here. Elsie. You open up your gift, and it is a necklace. On nice. the end, there is a glass bauble 
that has swirling sand. But you notice it's not tiny rocks. It's actually tiny pieces of silver. And wow. it swirls around and it, it makes an hourglass that's emptying out. And then it swirls uh-huh. out again and then just makes a, like a clock face that's ticking down. So you sense that it can tell time, but it does so with this like shifting uh-huh. silver inside. This is so interesting. That's tough. Um, you only have so many guesses to make. I think it must be from Unakai. You got it in one. I had made that a long time ago. It was, um, it was made to be a gift for my little sister. Oh. She was always late to things. So, I thought you'd better to receive it in her absence. I see. That's actually so good. That's perfect. Thank you. That means a lot to me. You're welcome, dear. And then uh, last is Bast. All right. Well, I already know that my gift is from Aelid. Yup, you got me. <laughs> yeah. You open it up, and it is a Kopesh scabbard. How did I knew? I totally knew that. It's got some wood to keep uh, a nice sturdy structure, and the outside, it appears to be black dyed leather accented with crimson leather that's patterned to look like scales. Uh, it's very well cool. made, very pretty. I literally was like, if I got Alec, I bet you he got me a scabbard for my Kopesh. <laughs> Why, of course. <laughs> wow, this is beautiful. Thank you, Alec. You're welcome, and it also provides advantage on the first draw of a combat encounter. That's right. Uh, it's been enchanted. Wow. If on the first turn of combat you make the attack action with your Kopesh, the first attack that you make is made with advantage. Okay. That's fucking cool. Well, I'd say this secret star child was a rousing success. <laughs> star King Keel. Ah, yes. <laughs> star King. <laughs> what is in this cup? <laughs> I think they, it's actually I think, uh, also enchanted so that every sip that you take, no matter what you're drinking, makes you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> now it's talking about fuck. It's the first thing within reach. I'm hungover. I need some water. Drinks water gets more drunk. No! <laughs> it's actually enchanted so that anything that is non alcoholic reacts in your body as though it is 8% ABV. And anything that is alcoholic, it becomes magically non-alcoholic. Water? Yeah. (laughs) In other words, no alcoholic beverage is allowed in a place? Okay, water, fuckers. It becomes like the best ever hangover cure instead. I love that. Give me vodka. You had so much to drink last night. You don't understand. <laughs> Give me your strongest vodka. <laughs> Please. I need the vodka. All right. How do I put this? Kale's like, I was drinking hot chocolate. And now, now I am I'm fucking over. blasted. Now I can I can not see straight. Blasted. Why are there so many of you, LC? Bass <laughs> is like, I forgot. I drank two of two full of these. <laughs> And as our heroes sat around a table exchanging presents, the camera zooms out to a a city at dusk as the sun begins to set. But the city is well lit with the lights and the merriment of candle nights. Happy holidays, everyone. And scene. Or something like that, you know. 
Yeah, that was pretty good. I kind of like that, Happy actually. holidays, friends. Happy holidays. Dude, whatever you celebrate, hope you're having a good time with friends, family, or even by yourself. There's no shame in that. Just so long as you listen to New Exactly. Yeah. Just so long as you're listening <laughs> to Vitamin Dice. this holiday season. If you don't, fuck you, die. Each yeah, you're not Sorry listening to this, fuck the you. Beginning of the, episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best Christmas, or best holiday gift you could give us is uh, checking out our yes. Patreon. <laughs> if you'd like yeah. to, f- if you're feeling generous this holiday season, please feel free to hit up our Patreon. Yeah, for Candlelights, we made you this episode. What did you get us? Huh? Huh? <laughs> we got, yeah, we got you this content. This good content. Oh, that was that's pretty good. good. Yeah. Um, By the end there, we managed to find the holiday spirit. <laughs> we started real dark. And yes, then sorry, sorry about that. that. <laughs> that got real dark. It was necessary, though. It was necessary, I will agree. It made complete sense. Although, Elsie did take it a few steps. What, you think we're gonna have a holiday special and not just, like, brutally kill a guy? <laughs> and then execute the adults. rest of his friends? It's, it's very unfortunate right that this episode happened was to be... That yeah. the, uh, because that was always gonna happen. Something like that. 